1025. It's time to talk football. It's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Good evening and welcome to Clyde One Super Scoreboard on Christmas Eve Eve with plenty still going on in Scottish football Celtic now trail Rangers by 6 points after being held by Covid hit St Mirren Sean Maloney's off to a winning start at Hibs beating Aberdeen as St Johnston sit bottom after losing to Ross County and the fallout from the Covid restrictions and winter break reshuffle continues as Neil Doncaster warns of no leeway for further cancellations I'm Gordon Duncan And joining me tonight The news that will unite the nation Ahead of Christmas Mark Wilson And Gordon DL You're reunited After goodness knows how long I don't know who gave it to who Let's yeah, not argue I know. But, <laughs> I know But you're back And it's great to be with you I'm going to accept Full responsibility yeah. for this one It's great to be back with us It seems like I've never been apart Because he's been on the phone That much today <laughs> He's burnt my ear off all week But you're right Gordon There is a lot Still going on Even though Christmas Is just round the corner Interesting fixture card Last night mm. Interesting in the fact That Jim Goodwin And St Murren Were forced To pull back Their young players To make up a squad And did incredibly well To hold Celtic To a nil-nil draw Sean Maloney Of course Getting things up and running With a result Against Aberdeen And Ross County Just keep that form Going And the news That there will be games In Boxing Day We'll be delighted To be here Covering that on Sunday Just another quiet week In Scottish football Gordon um, Obviously the big Breaking news Was uh, the winter break And brought forward The clubs decided on that But we had uh, League football last night Got to congratulate St Man. As much as Celtic fans can look at their side and think, right, okay, we're missing key players. Those young players, and I said last night on the show, it gives them a great opportunity to go out there. They'd have been, you know, looking so forward to that. And uh, well done to them. I watched the second half when I home last night. It was all Celtic, of course. Celtic dominated most of the game. But well done to Jim Goodman because he needed a point. Sean Maloney off to a terrific start. But... If you're a St Johnston fan, what mm. is happening in Perth? And how how exactly did you watch that last night? I noticed on the, the game wasn't televised. I was the, I was searching on the TV. It wasn't St Mirren pay per view, and you've got as much spare cash as this guy. Yeah, oh, yeah. right. Yeah. I, I tried because I've only seen half time. I got it for a fiver. Is that the way it works? Is it cut down price, Gordon? <laughs> yes. Right. So one four one nine five one one zero two five. Pick up the phone. Let us know what is on your mind. Last night's games would obviously be a good place to start. So Celtic fans. How frustrated are you? How disappointing was it? Where did it go wrong? It's now a six point gap Where is the Where is the worry level? Still confident that can be Clawed back? Or is it getting to the stage Where you're starting uh, To worry a little bit About that gap at the top So all of your thoughts On last night's game Get them in right now please 01419511025 And of course I don't know how long it takes To get over the type of week we've had It certainly won't be in a couple of days Still, Neil Doncaster today warning of no leeway for further cancellations. Uh, Graham Alexander, Motherwell manager, speaking out, questioning the logic behind the 500 supporter limit. So whatever is on your mind, now is a good time to share it. 0141 951 1025. Give us a call right now, please. We are on Twitter as well. You can find us over there at Clyde SSB. But it goes without saying, we always prefer to speak to you. On the phone and see what you've got for us It has been quite the week, Mark Wilson Well it has been, I was in here on Monday um, When the news broke, the 500 fans We were discussing what the best way forward was And we were lucky to have Alan Burrows on And I thought, he 
he just, you know, made perfect sense Everything he was saying It was hard to find a way that you could disagree with anything He said, he told us there was going to be meetings over the coming days And it's it's good that we've we've now got an answer And it's a wee bit in between You know, with, with the game and Boxing Day And then the, the shutdown I did see Dave Cormack putting on um, On Twitter mm-hmm. um, Was it last night? Yep. Saying about the 500 fans If that could be suspended to, to midnight in Boxing Day Again that would be a big ask for Nicola Sturgeon and the, and the government to back down. Would make sense again, but I can't see it happening. But it's good that we've got some middle ground in it. I know there's clearly no room for joking matters here, but yeah. it's a strange time when the owner of Aberdeen just sends a wee tweet to the First Minister of the country just to see if we can get something done about the football. But that's where we're at. 01419511025. Like I said, the fallout from... First of all, the restrictions, because that's that was the first part, and then the reaction from Scottish football thereafter. I'm sure lots of you still having your say. Let's start with last night's games, though, because you know, for all the arguing we've had all week, we're, we're not going to have games uh, to look forward to. That's the whole point, or look back on. So let's start there. Oh one four one nine five one one zero two five. Celtic fans, Saint Mirren fans, get in touch right now, please. And let us know what you made of it. Ange Postacoglu, here's what he made of it. He says they created enough chances to win two games. He says the players should be doing much better with the opportunities they created. Yeah, disappointing. Um, you know, it's a game we should have won. Uh, created enough chances to do it. We, you know, we dominated the whole game, but uh, we just lack some composure and some, some quality in, in, in that front third to, to finish them off. When you have good opportunities, it's not really good defending. It's, it's through our own sort of cause that we don't score. So, you know, like I said, we had enough chances to win that game. We had enough chance to win a couple of games, and um, when you don't take your chances, then you know you end up with the scoreline that uh, that we get. The chances were good enough to for the players who are out there to take them. Um, you know, you can't. You know, personnel is a different sort of um, understanding. You know, um, for me, it's 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 a game. We created enough chances. We should have won that game if we had a little bit more composure in, in that front third and people, you know, a little bit stronger in, in in their intent to do so. Is that a fair assessment? Yeah, I would say so. Um, you only have to look at the stats. You know, Celtic 30, 30 shots in goal. Only, what, eight of them in target right enough. Um, I thought Dean Linus had some top saves, particularly in the first half. And sometimes that happens. You know, I don't think Celtic can make excuses. Uh, reading some social media posts this morning, people saying, "Look, it shows highlights how thin Celtic squad are that they're they're having to depend on Kyogo and Joe Hart." And you only have to look at, across at the other half of the pitch in St Mirren to see what a thin squad really looks like. So Celtic had enough talent on the pitch to win that game. But you've got to give credit to St Mirren. Jim Goodwin, the way he set up his team, extremely short notice. And the actual players who performed on the night for St Mirren and kept Celtic out, you've got to give them credit. Yeah, um, I do agree with the Celtic manager, especially the second half, Gordon. I thought they created a lot of chances. But I thought St Mirren's defence was brilliant. They put their bodies in the line. They worked so hard for that point last night. Um, Celtic, for me, last night, lacked that killer instinct in front of goals. You know, they get any good positions in the wide areas. Um, they put some decent balls in there, but they didn't have a Kyogo in there to put the ball in the back of the net, and that was the difference. And I thought that, you know, with everything that's went before Jim Goodwin and St Mirren, well done to him. It was a good point. Let's bring in Gary, who's a Celtic fan from Ibrox of all places. Gary, what did you make of it last night? Gary, can you hear us? 
looks like he's there I don't know We'll get producer Chris to try and clear that up I don't know where uh, mm. Gary is Gary can't seem to hear us So let's see if we can get him back in In just a second Is it important that Oh he's just disappeared We will get Gary back uh, I'm sure Is it important that, that the credit does go to To St Mirren as well Mark be, Before we kick off truly In the next couple of hours It's something that Can often get lost When, when nights like last oh, night happen Of course Well when I was on in Monday uh, we were discussing you were on Tuesday because you stole my shift. Oh, Tuesday! Yeah. I said Monday before Tuesday. You, you sorry, gave me, I, you gave me the week before Christmas is always mixed up. Anyway, mm-hmm. we were discussing um, Jim's right to have the game postponed. Me and Roger, I think, thought there was enough in it to have the game postponed. When you're starting to pull people back from own, you're in trouble. And he pieced together a team that done a job for him. Well, I think we'll get to him a bit later on. I'm sure on that very topic. And St Mirren fans can share their thoughts. Can Gary hear us now, Gary? I, I can hear you certainly Good. Got you loud and clear What did you make of last night then? The goalkeeper for St Mirren in the first half was amazing I don't know who he is but he was brilliant Some of the saves they pulled off were fantastic You know I mean he deserves a medal Honestly they were superb And the defence the, the Celtic finish wasn't good enough But the, the, the keeper was amazing Yeah Dean Linus Mark who is St Mirren's second choice keeper I mean Jack Anik who's been in the show many times He obviously was one of the ones Unavailable So what a way to step up to the plate Well with Jack Hannock You've got some job in replacing him And for number twos It's quite often the case That they just need to sit there And bind their time And let the number one Particularly a club like St Mirren You know the number one Is quite often the standout There's quite often a distance Between the number one And and the number two At clubs in the lower half of the table Um, And all he can do Is take his chance when he gets there he must have known it was going to be a busy night for him And it turned out that way um, So well done to him Because I'm pretty sure He wouldn't have expected to be pitched in You know, before Christmas Against a Celtic side um, Who are obviously going to be in the running for the title Did incredibly well Made some top saves um, As I said, particularly in the first half So, yep Congratulations to him, well done Gary also said though that Celtic's finishing mm. wasn't good enough What what in particular, Gordon? Was the, Are there particular chances that stood out for you? You know, it's, I, it's always easy to say I, You know, I, put, put the ball in the net But often there's more to it than that Yeah, I just thought that um, Looking at the, the front three Young Moffat, Owen Moffat was um, Started the game last night I, I like the young lad I think he's got very good ability Mikey Johnson is a hit and a miss for me. He really is. A bad. Uh, he just wasn't at it for me last night. You know, as much as even when Juranovic come on, I thought Juranovic come on last night and was was on the ball immediately, was causing so many problems, putting lovely balls in there with Alston down the right hand side, and uh, you're looking at the balls flash, and you're thinking an actual centre forward would have had a field day last night. Really would have got Celtic didn't have that. Then you're looking at the magic of Tom Rogic that you depend on, you know, and he's got it in his locker. But St Mirren just had everybody behind the ball. They were well organised. Their goalkeeper was in top form. But I've got to mention their captain, Jonasy. I thought he was absolutely outstanding last night because he's surrounded with a lot of young players. He had to make sure that he led from the front and he was outstanding, I've got to say that. Does that help, Mark, if you can maintain a bit of experience in that area of the pitch? Because actually, you know, it was Shaughnessy was yeah. there, Charles Dunn was there. Marcus Fraser. Yeah, yeah. So, so that that kind of 
That's not to, that's not to say St Mirren didn't have their problems. Of course they did, but in, in that area to give you that experience, of course. And even Dean Linus being a number two, he's obviously experienced yeah. enough. So there's about age and his side as well. It's crucial, I think, the centre your defence when you're playing against players like Abada, still young but blistering pace. Guys like Shaughnessy and Don and Fraser know how to you know cope with things like that. Know how to think their way through a game, and they can talk to those kids in front of them. So. Worked him perfectly for Jimmy Needed big performances From those three In particular in the goalie Behind him in the goal Gary quite often When results like Last night happen We follow a, a format here We get Celtic fans Or Rangers fans Whoever's been impacted And some of them will moan And they'll say Ah St Mirren were a disgrace Putting everybody behind the ball uh, You know that's Anti-football etc etc But it sounds like You're a bit more uh, Complimentary and, and you appreciate the job That these teams have to do Young kids And they've done the best they could You put up the, the fight And they've done a great job That's the way it is How much does it How much is last night A worrying result Gary Or is it is it too early For that You know What it does to the league table I'm not worried Because Aberdeen are going to draw In the weekend Celtic will win And then Rangers will lose Against Celtic And that will Celtic will be top of the league again So it's quite, I'm quite happy with that <laughs> Simple as that let me quickly do the arithmetic Is he right? I don't know I think so mm, yeah, I would make it close anyway I don't, look, I don't think it's a disaster Obviously Celtic Huge favourites to win the game Last night And they should have won the game Because the quality on the pitch Should have been enough Think overall though Six points behind Halfway through the season And a trophy I don't think Ange Postacoglu Would be too concerned At this time Slightly different If this points dropped I think uh, On the Boxing Day Because then you go into a break and the gaps even further Rangers win. But just now, I don't think it's a disastrous gap to have. What do you think, Gordon? We are the knee-jerk capital mm. of the footballing world. Some people, uh, you've got, there's a spectrum here. Gary says, well, not bothered at all. We'll be top by the start of February. Mark Wilson's sort of in the middle. It's not a disaster, but it's not ideal. Mm-hmm. And then you've got, oh my goodness, the league's over, hand over the trophy now. So where would you sit no, on that? No, I'm not with the league's over. Um, uh, they've a lot of work to do to be top of the league. What it hits home to me last night was, as much as Sunday, what an achievement for him to come in. And as I keep saying, I think he's doing a terrific job. I just looked at Celtic squad last night and I looked at the team and thinking, he is desperate for January. He is desperate for new faces, stronger squad. He needs a stronger squad, Gordon. He ain't going to, no disrespect, but I could be wrong, he ain't going to challenge Rangers to win the league with the squad he's got. Because you look at that last night, yeah, you can talk about they dominated the game. Celtic should have went and won that game last night with everything that St Mirren had to face. They've hardly had a preparation. They had young kids in the team. They they didn't do anything at all. They just basically put a team out there. Celtic, Mm. if you're a squad player with Celtic, in that first team squad You should be good enough to go And win that game Thank you very much Gary It was nice to speak to you Let's bring in Ross Who's a Celtic fan Ross Halfway point of the season Six points back What do you make of that? Um, well first of all Hi Gordon Mark And uh, yourself Gordon um, I think obviously Last night was A worrying result And it's been coming Because We scraped by Maribel 1-0 We scraped we scraped by Ross County 2-1 We get out of jail In the cup final Against Hibs Hibs should have Easily had a penalty So they get out of jail And then last night Just summed it up These results have been Building and building Any any Celtic fan That is not overly concerned Is 
they're living in quite cookie land because I'm concerned this January window can't come quick enough because last night proved that we don't have the depth at Rangers. Mikey Johnston is good, but he's nowhere near Celtic's level. Boy Moffat is, again, he's a good player, but it's too early to judge him. But the chances last night, you're just begging for one of them again. And if, if, if that's Kyogo, Celtic win last night. But we can't just keep relying on Kyogo. We need people to help him, and we don't have people to help him. That's the problem. Gordon DL, um, well, I just tell the, the listening audience yeah. on, the, on the way in tonight. He told me that he would take me for lunch. I don't know how I feel about this because I don't, I don't want to go for lunch with him anyway. Mm. But he said he would take me for lunch. He put a bet on with me that, that someone early on in the show would phone in and complain about Mikey Johnson. So mm. well, that's, that's safe. I, I don't, I don't that's really know how to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I just look at. This, Do you know uh, Ross? Have you phoned Ross? To no, no. Yeah. I, 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 the I watched, trip to KFC is safe. Now, so. what, I watched a game last night, and I'm not going to pick on Mikey Johnson. I think Mikey Johnson's got t- terrific talent. So but, what made you say that? Then you must have been so sure. It must have been that it, bad it, that it, you it, knew someone would phone. Because in. if I was a Celtic fan, it frustrates the life out of me, Gordon. Um, I've got to say, it sounds like having a go. No, like. no, I think I think he has got he's got ability in his locker. You're not Celtic if you don't get ability apart from yourself, Mark. But um, he's got ability in his locker, but he just there's no sort of end product from him. Um, I think Mikey Johnston. I look at that front three last night, and let's not be unfair. And Young Moffat, he deserves a chance. He's working away hard in the B team. Um, he'll eventually get his chance in time to come. I look at the front three last night: Johnston, Abada, and Young Moffat. They're boys that you bring off the bench with ten, fifteen minutes or twenty minutes to go in a game for me just now. They're not guys that you go and play against. Premier League teams to win your games right and that's only my opinion because I don't think they're at that level I think that that's what was missing last night because you hear the Celtic manager talking there about the amount of chances the chances came from Juranovic when he came on the chances came for the full back areas Ralston up uh, Tom Rogage and the McGregors of this world you could see it was it was crying out for a centre forward to score goals I just think just and I totally agree with Ross the transfer window cannot come quick enough because Celtic, if they are going to go and win the league, and I'm not saying they, they, they can't, I'm still saying that Rangers, in my opinion, are strong favourites, they've got to have the same sort of squad as Rangers. Rangers could have went there last night against that, depleted St Man team, and I know people will phone in and say, well, they beat one there before, but if you had a look at the Rangers team that they could have put out last night, with the backups very strong, I didn't see that backup last night, and I'm sure but the Celtic manager's desperate for it. You've got to see the backup, is there? It's unfortunate that everybody in the one position is injured at the same time. So if you've got a front man and you play with one front man, and your main front man's injured, Kyogo, your backup, Jacques Marcus, he's injured, and Ayeti's injured. And your other guy Suitable backup anyway Your backup's not there to play 90 minutes constantly To these guys come back Mark You're not telling me that is the case Because it's not No but that, you're saying I Compare think, it I, to Ranger squad So if Morelos was out injured And Sakala was out injured And Roof was out injured Who plays that Front one for Rangers you've If they're all injured at one time Defoe Defoe right. Defoe's too busy then Sky Sports to play for Rangers but, but, Came on a couple of weeks ago uh, For yeah. a minute And then he was doing Sky Sports At the weekend but, but if you Look If you look at Rangers squad Against Celtic squads Just now Are you arguing The fact that Rangers are much stronger no, Squad wise No I'm arguing the fact that 
You're saying that these three guys last night They're not guys to win you the game I totally agree with that But what you can't so compensate your argument? My argument is that you're saying That there's three strikers mm-hmm. out for Celtic That would all play that position So who else are you going to play? I don't think anybody thinks that these three guys Are going to be the answer to Ange Postacoglu's questions But it's pretty unlucky If you've got these three backups And Turnbull And Forrest Right, but, but okay, right, that's fine, that's fine Well, let's flip the coin and have a look at You're talking about, oh, Celtic with three players out Look at what St Minfield, St Minfield So if, if Mikey Johnston, a bad as uh, this world Can't go and, and win games when you need them to win games To keep the gap to four At St Mirren, who are playing 19-year-olds 20-year-olds, guys that's never been near a first team, guys that have not even had training sessions. Uh, How have they been doing? Yeah, they've not been training. Didn't train for they didn't train? No. One, no, start one, doing one your training, homework if you've got to come on now. No, but I don't know what you... I, I'm not arguing with you about the result last night. I'm agreeing with you. But what I'm saying is, about that squad, you're saying compare the squad. I think if you took any squad and picked our number one striker... He's out The number two striker He's out He's number three striker You're yeah, going to struggle but, anyway But there's not a huge gap Between Celtic's one And then the rest at the moment It uh, seems to be If no, it's not I, Kyogo, was, then it's Well I was saying to you that That's a different yeah. argument I would agree with that Giacomakis yeah. and a, uh, a Yeti Yeah far, far from Right Kyogo. we'll have to leave it there We're late for the travel already Thank you Ross You've got them going certainly What do you think What do you make of last night What about the six point gap Give us all your thoughts please Hugh from Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon Diel reunited like long lost brothers. They've been torn apart like so many people in this difficult climate, and they are delighted to be back. Are you having that Christmas jumper that he's wearing, though? Yeah, I Do think like it? Yeah, it's yeah, not too bad. I, I think it's quite nice. Quite a nice. few reindeers there. He's uh, in this Christmas spirit. Mm. Uh, he's a few of the reindeers are looking a bit stretched, aren't they? Yeah, I had a lot of cheese <laughs> over my lockdown period. <laughs> well, certainly, <laughs> shown them. We've certainly noticed yeah. you've had a lot of cheese through yeah. your lockdown period. Let me say that. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's get back to the football. One four one nine five one one zero two five. Let's bring in John, who's a Celtic fan. In the East End What about last night John? Hi Gordon Gordon and uh, Mark I'm actually not in East End of Glasgow I'm wondering why you're Elgin But um, that's not a story is that, is, that um, like, is, that, is that for some sort of Big Christmas celebration Or what? Or? Yeah, my, my kids live in Elgin So I'm up there for Christmas Oh very, very nice um, mm. Yeah, yeah. Not really for me um, Bad memories Bad memories for sacked? me I got sacked in Elgin The last <laughs> time I was Is that your last game? Aye aye so Bad memories John <laughs> Gee John They always make it about them Ignore them yeah. What about the game last night? Aye well The game last night like, I, I, I never watched the game I was listening to it on the radio And it was Frustrating as anything Because like Gordon said um, Like Daza said Mikey Johnson Oh my god He's still been playing And probably wouldn't have scored But that wasn't the whole reason Why Celtic never won There was a multitude of different things Why they never won Last night St Mirren put up a great display The keeper had the game of his life So many different things But that's not the reason The reason I'm throwing up is Yes it's a six point gap We've still had to play Rangers three times Yes when we come back with the, um, When the window closes We're going to come back With potentially a fully fit squad With all the players back Jota, Turnbull, Kyogo flying 
potentially turn um, Forrest and everybody else that goes with it, and even maybe even a few additions to the team too. So it's no the end of the world. Yes, it was disappointing last night. Yes, it's no no great to make up back to four points like it should have been, or what we hoped it would be. But it's no the end of the world, guys. Guys want to throw in the league. Jesus, get a grip with yourself. There's still a lot to play for. I'm not saying we will win the league, but what I will tell you is we will take Rangers the whole way before we get in that league. It's not like January becomes so important, Mark. I mean, it's. I think, as far as we know, the, the Japanese trio, as they've become known, they, they will arrive, they, they will come. Mm. Um, and Celtic have to get this right, I guess, because I think anyone objectively looking at it, of course, six points at halfway stage is not enough. You have to make sure you don't run out of those ifs, though, because we kind of yeah. did this last season. Oh, hold on, don't worry, we've got you know we've got games in hand. Celtic fans would say, oh, and once you know James Forrest, if we can get him back fit, or you know once Turnbull gets a run in the team, you have to make sure you stay on top of them, and yeah. because eventually it'll be, oh, don't worry, we still need to play Rangers twice. Oh, we've still got one game. The six points is clearly not catastrophic. You're going to want to keep it about there, yeah. aren't you? Yeah, as soon as it, I think, as soon as it starts creeping above that, as soon as you start going to seven and then nine, you've got a problem in your hands. Six is well recoverable. And John, I'm with John with a lot what he says here. Um, players coming back to fitness uh, and anything, I suppose anything could happen. You could actually lose other players when they get back fit. But the addition of new signings in January, I think we can all agree that that's, that's probably going to happen. But there's still a risk factor in that. You know, there was a risk factor in signing Kyogo and Jota coming. No one actually knew how they would adapt to the league and, you know, they've proved great signings. It's not to say the next three or four come in are going to hit the ground as quickly as those. Ange Postacoglu and the Celtic fans hope they will, but there's no doubt it will strengthen the squad. So as long as Celtic can keep it close throughout January um, and, and include the weekend's game uh, in that as well, until they play Rangers... It's imperative then to take three points against them. Do you need to make sure that the key, Gordon, obviously talking about squad depth, is making sure that drop-off is not extreme? For instance, Thomas thinks you've had Wilson on toast there before the break when you're debating squad strength. If you look at the, you know, if it's Morelos and then it goes to Roof and Mm. then it goes to Sakala, if that were your three options, the drop-off's not that big. You Mm. know, it's but at the moment the drop-off from Kyogo to whoever. Massive It's big because I mean Dollar Mike says The panel are forgetting The amount of injuries Celtic are having to deal with No strikers available As Mark says Mm -hmm. Fine So of course There is a bit of that That's valid But In previous games It's looked like Anything Anything that involves No Kyogo Seems to be a bit of a A worry Yeah um, Yakimakis obviously We've not seen enough of Gordon Because he's been injured as well um, look, I, I'm with everyone And I'm sure Rangers fans are the same just now Six points ain't enough There's a lot of football to be played um, There'll be points dropped from both sides The old firm games will become so, so important We don't know what's going to happen in January The transfers, the, the comings and goings will be really interesting But yeah, I think that uh, the Celtic manager And let me say, once again, I praise from day one in this show um, I think he needs that January to get that squad and strengthen it because right now, I don't care who it is, I think Rangers have got the far stronger squad that they can rely on. Uh, Celtic need the transfer windows and the man was just in the building. <clears throat> he had a lot to contend with. He had players going out. He brought players in. 
So far, I think the Celtic fans will say that his signings have been terrific and they've really enjoyed, you know, the Kyogos, Jotas and people like that. So it'll be interesting to see who he brings in January. But he needs that gap, Gordon. He can't go from... And it is difficult because Kyogo has really hit the ground running. He's been terrific. But you can't go from that to someone... Below him That's miles below You've got to have A sort of a Stand in That's going to be Really strong And can carry you For the The next four Five six games Until people Get back in From injury So be interesting The January window For me John if you rhyme off The players that are missing For Celtic of course It's it's quite a worrying list Lots of them Are, are very good players What do you make Of the other side of it Where people would say Yes of course but that Celtic team should still beat St Mirren I mean international footballers What we assume are promising academy players Because that's why they're at Celtic's academy um, and, and ultimately Celtic should have had enough last night Yeah I agree And they probably should have had enough But last night was, was one of the games you know I mean all the teams have it All the bigger teams have it I know it doesn't happen as often For the, the Celtics and the Rangers But how many times do you find that we Mark will know this, Mark probably played in plenty of times where and even Daza as well, where you can bang at that door all night and you just kinda get through it. Because whether it's a, a case of bad finishing or a keeper having the, the game of his life, yes we didn't have maybe didn't read a, a bit or write a bit of luck last night. Johnson missed a few, McGregor was missing them, Abada, even Moffat. You know what I mean? You were just rhyming them off. The amount of chances that Celtic were creating, but just couldn't score. And so, it happens. Yeah. Uh, Funnily enough, that one of those games, John said, which is fair, look, how many times a season will we see Rangers and Celtic play against so-called smaller teams where the smaller team will sit in, make life difficult, defend for your lives. Actually, we, we, we were in here, at, well, you two weren't, but you, you were on the show from home at the weekend. Dundee United. Dundee United were depleted from yeah. COVID. Rangers weren't at their best. Mm-hmm. It looked like it could have been one of those days, but Rangers found a way. And and I guess you're, you're making, sh- in order to win the league, I'm putting it pretty simply, you're just trying to make sure you have as... As few of yeah. those days as minimise, uh, yeah, minimise the the opportunities. Um, so those it, days, if we're talking squad strength, then and, and I know it's a bit simple because we're comparing just the two most recent games. Do Rangers still remain the more likely to to, to get to get the job done to, to just win? I think so. I think so because you've got to take it in evidence in previous weeks. No doubt, uh, there's no point in making things up. Rangers, even though this season. They've been a far cry from last season They still seem to have that bit between their teeth They find a way Whatever that is If it takes a penalty against Dundee United They still get the three points So that's important To have that throughout your season You're never going to be at your sparkling best For 38 games a season You've got to grind stuff out sometimes And Rangers in previous weeks have done that In defence to Celtic Mark And the fact that Rangers took three years to get their squad together, remember. Steve Gerrard walked, uh, walked into the building, took him a bit of time to gather their squad and the strength. Postacoglu's been in since the summer. 
And I keep saying he's, he needs transfer windows to get Celtic up to the strength that the that the, he wants them to get to. And um, that you see, you seen that last night, Gordon. Celtic should be going there against a depleted St Mirren side, especially when they're seven points behind and they know the pressure's on and going and winning the game. We're going to speak to Paul, who is a St Mirren fan. Next, John, safe trip. Tell the kids we're asking for them. Have a nice Christmas, you guys. Uh, Merry Christmas as well, Mark. Thank you very much That's John Somewhere between the East End And Elgin Yeah It was nice to speak to John Like I say Paul who's a St Mirren fan Is up next Merry Christmas From Clyde One Super Scoreboard We'd be lucky To get one wise man Gordon Diel and Mark Wilson here with me, Gordon Duncan, on tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard. I could see, are you okay? You were applying that hand sanitizer quite generously during the break. He's still trying <laughs> to take it. for free. Precautions. <laughs> yeah, especially next to him. Do you know what it reminds me of, actually? Mm. It's because obviously, I think everything, everything has been cranked up a bit and people are trying to be careful and, and all yeah. the rest of it. Do you remember when this all kicked off way back and this place was, you know, you're, you have to sanitize everything as you should and. They brought industrial strength cleaner for the for the Mike Muffs <laughs> And he was spraying it on his hands Eight, right. eight times s- in one show And his yeah. hands were like red raw The skin was coming off Take the skin off my hands oh, That's right oh, I, I checked that one out there That's yeah. okay that's, That was like proper industrial stuff for the Mikes uh, and and you were, That was that was a bit silly that was a night. low moment for yeah, you wasn't it but, but I was trying to be careful Just eating it's free on this desk You'll pick up and use Drinking it now <laughs> <laughs> Anyway as promised Paul is a St Mirren fan from Bishop Briggs How happy were you Last night Paul Given not only the result But the circumstances Oh Gordon I don't think you can um, I don't think you can Actually put it into words It was um, I think all the Christmas spirit Came at once last night So um, aye It was um, It was one of those days All <laughs> along in the memory Put it that way Yeah, Let's um, listen to the manager To provide that context Paul Because he says They had one training session In the week before the game Last night No preparation whatsoever a young team And he's giving the players All the credit Yeah I, I thought it was incredible You know And um, I, I said After the game You know that Sometimes managers and coaches Can get a lot of Pats on the back For results and performances But um, That had Very little to do with me today You know I asked the boys To play in a low block And deny Celtic space That was it We had no pre-match preparation No video analysis No team shape We've trained once In six or seven days And um, that was all about The players tonight The, the effort The commitment and the togetherness was uh, was there for all to see, and it's just a huge point, uh, probably the most important point I would say, and probably the hardest fought point that this club have had for a number of years. All sounds like a fairly heroic effort, Paul. <laughs> it was, it was good. But I think, I think in the context, I think we were all over the place. I remember even at six o'clock last night, still going, "Is it the right thing?" You had everything kind of going on in the world, going, "Is it the right thing to go or not to go?" And then you just thought, "Gosh, we've been to so many games." And, and I think to put it into context, we, me, my, me and my son just jumped in our car. We travelled across. I think Jim doesn't give himself enough plays. I think we've got to say, Jim's been getting a wee bit of stick over the last wee while. I think we're, we're Littlewood's worst nightmare. I think that's 10 draws we've had in the last wee while. Here. So it's, 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 not been, it's not been great. I think Tony Fitz and Jim do a great job at the club. But more importantly, last night, it was just, it was just one of those days where you go up against a team that's won a trophy. Everything else is against you. And it, and it was just a moment where we went, I mean, my son said as we went in, he said, Dad, as long as it's no four, nothing at half time, I'll, I'll be quite happy. And I think we were kind of all thinking that. We were looking at the bench, and I think most of you thought they were in the paper round before they'd came. So it was a wee bit kind of uh, there. And, and, I, and it was just one of those games where you just thought, 
this isn't tactics, this isn't anything, this is just guys on a pitch just willing to try and give the fans something and boy did they give us something, they gave us everything, everything it was and I think that's why we love football so much, we just go sometime into the unknown and you just come away happy and, and you know something, it was all summed up, I know the young boy Kieran's been interviewed a few times over the last 24 hours and he, he caught up with Cramp um, and he came off and and it'll never be captured on camera but he kind of came back to the fans because he had to kind of come off and walk by and the smile on that young boy's face I think he just didn't know why everybody knew his name and we're all applauding him and saying brilliant son thanks a million he was kind of just looking up as if to say what is going on but that just epitomises why we play football why we love it why we go into the unknown why we all drive across in the pouring rain sometimes sitting cold stadiums some days and just hope and last night was just the bit of hope and glory and as my son said as we got in the motor he said that is the best experience I've ever had in my life and trust me wow. I think it's 2 nothing. he's cheesy with that we were at Wembley for Scotland and, and we were there last night and to hear a, a guy who we've missed football so much he's missed it we were locked up we've been everything else just to have that we hope before Christmas well can't ask for much more absolutely because the thing is that's, that's what it looks Objectively, if you were to arrive from some other footballing planet, you don't understand their ways. You'd say you got a draw, right? You know, it's, it's yeah. a draw. <laughs> but but the, you set your own expectations and, and your own feeling. And St Mirren fans, fans of the so-called we teams, always like to try and stick up. You, you've you've just been there so many times. St Mirren's full strength team lost six 0 to mm. Celtic. So the logic follows. Oh my goodness, what are they going to do to yeah. a team of kids who've trained once in a week, albeit? At St Mirren So when you go with your expectations that low That then feel, that feels like a 5-0 win last oh, of night Of course I mean I hope Jim and some of the St Mirren team are listening Because that's real emotion there from, from Paul And to see the effect it's had on him and his son um, Incredible He's right, that's what football is about you know, and, and especially supporting a team out with Celtic or Rangers Where expectations are sometimes low And then you get reduced to the, the bare minimum And they're even lower And... You know, those players last night stood up to the challenge, stood up to adversity, put their bodies on the line, and they have to take huge credit, you know, individually. But I think Jim's been a wee bit harsh on himself by saying, you know, I didn't do any analysis and I just told him to play a low block. He still, you know, works with these guys. I know they're alone and it's the youth team, but he still has an influence in that club. They know the way the manager wants him to play. And he would have got that across to him before the game in the dressing room. So he has to take credit as well. Well, you mentioned the lone players. He says, Jim Goodwin, that he actually recommended to the St Mirren board that they forfeit last night when he found mm. out they would be forced to play. He says the welfare of the players should have been taken into account. I mean, it was my recommendation to the board that we, we, we should just refuse to play. But I think the ramifications and the, the sanctions that might have been brought against the club you know, would have been difficult, I think. We were here last year, obviously, where we... You know, they tried to take points off us um, for the Motherwell game and the Hamilton game and obviously they got rescheduled. We won that battle uh, by all means having to go down the legal route. I thought we could have done the same today but listen, it doesn't matter now what, uh, what we could have or should have done. You know, I just, I'm really, really pleased that we were able to get through the game without any serious injuries 
Um, hopefully the boys will be able to recover quick enough. But uh, you know, I think the frustration from all of us managers up here is that we see games getting called off left, right, and centre down in England and, and rescheduled. You know, I think that the, the welfare of the players always needs to be paramount. And you know, we don't know. We could do lateral flows tomorrow. There's still the boys' incubation period isn't up until Friday, so we could still have a number of positive cases carrying around in there. The boys might be asymptomatic. We just don't know. So I just thought it was a hell of a risk to take, not only for our own players but for Celtic as well. Uh, Paul, do you feel like the club were were harshly treated? And I, I don't know. Maybe it feels different now because it, it went all right, and you know, with the benefit of hindsight, maybe these kids will benefit from the experience. And St Mirren got what could be a valuable point. But listening to some of that, do you feel hard done by? I think I think it's it's one of those it's one of those very difficult circumstances, isn't it? I think we're all facing those challenges right now about what's right, and I, and I think that the other thing is. It's been nearly two years we've been in a pandemic and we've been through we've been through so much uh, and it's hard. I mean, people are trying to make decisions as a club or, or anybody else. It, it'll, it'll always not seem right. I, I think going into it, you, you just you, nobody knows because none of us know. And I think Jim articulates some things very, very well. It, it, it was just one of those things. And I think if I, if I look at it as, as a supporter of, of a team, and, and I think that was the decision I, we kind of came to last night. It's, it's just the two of us. We, I mean, we, we were freezing in St Johnston up at Perth um, a few weeks ago at nothing each draw and kind of coming out going, why do we do this to ourselves driving back down the road? And I think we just thought, do you know something? We get in our car, you go and support your club, no matter what, no matter what anybody throws at you, you just go and support it. You just go and say, do you know something? I'm a fan. We'll let other people take care of the other circumstances. We'll go, we'll cheer, we'll clap, we'll applaud, we'll do what we're meant to do. And I think that's all we did last night. I think as, as the fans, I'll, I'll credit the, the WW7 section last night. I mean, they might have been out sang and out shouted because of more supports, but they just kind of got behind the club. And I think a few of the guys said that there was time last night when we just needed to yeah. dig deep. And as a collective, we just did that. And yeah. That's what it's about, Gordon. That's what it's more about. What about for you two then? Because... <laughs> You can clear, you can obviously see from a if it's a league's perspective and they're trying to get games on and they, they try and stick to that rule of if you've got 13 fit players you play and therefore everyone knows that and presumably St Mirren did I think where Jim's real bone of contention lies is I mean they were they had to recall players who were on loan at East Kilbride and he felt that you know the rules had been bent to accommodate that and they were determined by hook or by crook to get the game on what do you what do you make of it I said on Tuesday I thought it should have been called off I think as soon as you you start Having to call lone players back to fulfil a fixture, then you've obviously not got a squad capable uh, of putting that that fixture on. Those players are loaned out. East Kilbride are depending on them. The loan club's dependent on those players. They think they've got them to that period. All of a sudden, they're taken away. No, for me, I, I agree with Jim. And and his point on um, cases not being back yet, tests not being mm. back yet. I think that's a valid point as well. That some players are still waiting on results. Yet the game went ahead. Yeah, I can understand it. Um, there's no doubt there's arguments there for the game not to go ahead. But if everything's okay, obviously, with the results, that that could have been a sore one from the young players because Celtic had turned up there last mm. night just after winning the League Cup, right on forum, and they could have battered St. Mary. Bet the young guys are glad it went ahead. Got, that's <laughs> where I'm going with this point. They were over the moon, and Jim will look back at that and be so proud of his young players. The supporters are very proud of them as well. And plus, the fact, Gordon, it's it's a it's a fantastic point for them. 
Yeah, you know that's what you've got to. That point could at the end of the season be so important. I mean, you, you would get why Jim Goodwin might say that's not the point. So yeah. you know you would accept that as well. Thank you, Paul. Let's bring in Thomas quickly and squeeze one before the break. Thomas, what word would you use to describe Celtic last night? Dreadful, absolutely dreadful. Just they were shocking. It's like men against they were playing against. I wish Celtic. I mean, I don't. I mean. That, that place, uh, I was going to say men against boys But then realised that it, well, it would have been the other way around Although it's, it's, People keep tweeting me and saying that Celtic had a, a younger average age Last night or, or uh-huh. similar But I mean Celtic's teenagers are You know, Abad has, was bought for money yeah. And I think he's got his real Quite a difference, stuff, yeah. he? So, Quite a difference in circumstances um, Was it as bad as Was it really Was it as bad as dreadful Thomas Or was it just one of those nights Just for me Celtic uh, Looking for, for Jota and uh, Kyogo Kyogo To help them out Ach Mark I mean it, I get that Kind of that feeling about it When it goes wrong and, and I think one of the Previous callers Ross said He felt That this had been coming Is that something you would Sort of agree um, with When you look at the Motherwell well, game and the When Ross said that Ross He started County. seeing the results Yeah Motherwell at home And Ross County away But like Celtic won those games Okay it may have been narrow They still had plenty of chances In the other games as well But ugh, nah, these These games happened You know you just need to minimise them like you said earlier. Beat the pundit with the Scottish Sun. For the best football news and opinion online, the Scottish slash football. Been looking forward to this. We've been robbed of the proper Thursday night beat the pundit in the studio, and now is the chance to get it back up and running. That must be an incentive for someone out there after these two have been kept apart. Come on and take them on and beat the pundit 0141 951 1025 And the lines close at 7 Oh come all ye faithful And hope your team is joyful and triumphant Merry Christmas From Clyde One Super Scoreboard Not much normality around at this time uh, of the year With everything going on But a bit of normality back in the studio You've got Wilson and DL back together on a Thursday And it's time for them to play this Beat the Pundit with the Scottish Sun For the best football news and opinion online Thescottishsun.co.uk slash football Really good lively first hour Looking back on Celtic's draw at St Mirren last night And the nature of the performance What the six points means at the top St Mirren's part in it all If you've any thoughts on the above Keep them coming in right now on the usual number And if you want to move on Feel free to do that as well Graham Alexander's not happy About the 500 supporter limit Maybe you agree or disagree Neil Doncaster has given A bit of insight into what's gone on With this moving of the winter break So any thoughts on that stuff now is the time to share it 0141 951 1025 After Beat the Pundit though Let's play with Ethan Who's in Neilston Hi Ethan Hi there, how's it going? Not bad at all Have you played before? Uh, yeah, I played uh, last season Oh, who did you come up against? Uh, Mark Wilson And? Uh, beat him obviously oh. <laughs> Really Ethan? What was the score? Can't remember. Uh, I see. Stop. Let me check the archive. It's, to be fair, it's a perfectly believable scenario. Well, I'm not not a season. It wouldn't be. I'm on form, Ethan. Right. Heads it is Mark. Tails it's Gordon DL. He, he was in last night. Well, I don't know who gave him two nights in a uh, row. Uh, but anyway, what was mm. the score? Another victory for DL. Yeah. So heads it's Mark. Tails it's Gordon. And it is heads. Yes. Second good. night in good, a row with the heads. I'm getting good at that. So Mark Wilson. Up against Whoa, Ethan. A rematch. Look at no face. chance. No He's chance. Right it means business. If Ethan, Ethan beat me. 
Honestly, don't bottle it, mate. Let us give Mark some Clyde 2 to listen to so that he can't steal Ethan's answers. Ethan, you have played before. I will refresh your memory. 30 seconds. Answer as many questions right as you can. And if you don't know, pass and move on, okay? That sounds good, cheers. Let's go. 30 seconds on the clock and your time starts now. <sighs> Who's played the most league games for Rangers this season so far? Stephen Davis. Patrick Clamalla left Celtic for which MLS side? Uh, New York City FC. Who scored for Ross County yesterday? Either. Pass. Uh, which Scottish League One side are nicknamed the Bairns? Falkirk. Name any team Gary Caldwell has managed. Uh, Party Thistle. Who's got more Scotland caps, Ryan Fraser or Ryan Christie? Ryan Christie. How many goals has Kyogo scored in Europe this season? Five. Ooh. Interesting. Let's bring Mark Wilson back. Oh, big oh, round of What's a big, what's a big grin Ethan. for there? Oh, You're smiling good. for some reason. He's, you ready? He's good. Ethan. Same set of questions Are you ready to mm-hmm. go? Yes yeah. Who's played the most league games For Rangers this season? Uh, Golson Patrick Clamalla left Celtic For which MLS side? Red Bulls Who New scored York. for Ross County yesterday? Either of them Callan. Which Scottish League one side Are nicknamed the Bairns? Falkirk Name any team that Gary Caldwell has managed Wigan Who's got more Scotland caps Ryan Fraser or Ryan Christie? Uh, Ryan Christie How many goals has Kyogo scored In Europe this season? Oh Five. Who joined Rangers from Ajax in 2001? Mm, oh, he's on fire. What do you think, Ethan? He's better than he was last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I think you've just put your big foot in it. That's what 10 days in the house does for Ian. Ethan. He's a chance to, chances to study up so um, and eat cheese by the looks of it. Oh. Right. Uh, who's played, oh who's played the most league games for Rangers this season? None of you got that right. I'm going to go uh, Tavernier Arebo Really? Yeah, oh. Arebo I mean uh, I would have got that. All 19 no. he, fe- he started 18 And he's featured in yeah. all 19 yeah. uh, Patrick Clamalla left Celtic For which MLS side um, Mark Wilson went pff, I don't know Red Bulls in New mm. York It is as well <laughs> oh. <laughs> I hate Ethan to see that Ethan <laughs> Ethan got it as well Did he? Oh. 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 I, I, I was having a I could see this dilemma unfolding because Ethan said New York, and I thought mm. oh, he's got it right. But then oh, he elaborated no. and he said City. Oh, anyway, aye, so aye, there's two teams in New York. Ethan, just hung up. but you just guessed that and got it right, which yeah, is shameful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's one, it's in there. one nil to Mark Wilson. Uh, I liked your commitment to trying to get the answers out quick here, where you mm. barely said anything, but you you were trying to say Callahan. I mean, I could just about make yeah. it out, mm-hmm. um, and you were right, Ross yeah, Callahan yeah, yeah. or Reagan Charles Cook two 0 to Mark Wilson. Yes. Hang on. Game over. Uh, Ethan woke up though. Mm. You got Falkirk as the Bairns. Well done. <laughs> so did everybody. <laughs> <laughs> you both knew that Gary Caldwell had managed either Wigan or Chesterfield or Partick Thistle, so you both got it. I didn't know he managed Chesterfield. Yeah. Oh, did you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Mark stays two in front. You both went Ryan Christie, which is correct. He's yeah. got four Mark. caps more than Ryan Fraser. I think you both guessed that Kyogo got five. You both said the same thing, yeah. and you were both right. No way! Yeah, no. Absolutely. Oh, what a night is for Wilson. Three in the Europa League and two in uh, yeah. three in the qualifiers, two in the group stage. And Ethan's questions were over there, and you actually got Avaladze as well. One, two, three, four, five, six, <laughs> That's an unbelievable show. A seven. Avaladze. Seven yeah. for you. I don't oh, know the last time seven. you got a seven. I've never had a seven. I don't seven, think. Seven four. Ethan, on another night, a four can get you a win, but you met a mushroom in form. Hard lines, Ethan. 
I know where he's beeping the better man tonight. So. Oh, oh, well thanks, done, Ethan. Ethan. Merry Christmas to you and your family. Have a good Christmas. And you, Ethan. Uh, you Thank too, you, Ethan. Ah, Get yourself true. back under a blanket, oh, mate. Exactly. Aye. Try and well, study always, next time, Ethan. Yeah, aye. Come on next year and <laughs> tell us the same story. Yeah, I won last year. Seven is decent. That was magnificent. And the last answer good. was good. You wouldn't have got Arvillardi. Yeah, I did. No Not chance. a chance. Yeah, you would yeah, have yeah, said uh, Debo or something no, like no, that. No, no, no. I got that. By the way, well done. You're on fire. Oh, thanks. thanks. That, bit, that extra bit that sounds of a bit comfort blanket around. The way you're saying that. That extra bit of comfort blanket around about your waist is doing <laughs> <laughs> It's only going to get worse as well in the next Ooh. couple of days. Uh, yeah. And do you know what Your old pal's been in touch And usually I have to skim read them Because I think he's going to slaughter you But he's, he, it must be the festive spirit He's feeling alright about things Curious creatures He says the gruesome twosome ride again Both oh, yeah. known f- That's plenty uh, <laughs> Both known for making gaffes But guaranteed each Thursday night We know we'll get some laughs The boys have done their Santa lists Each list now with an elf Mark wants a big Ange poster Daz wants one of himself but laughs are what we need right now in these uncertain times. So happy Christmas, one and all, from this wee chap who rhymes. Ah, oh, he's yeah, good. yeah. yeah well, I, must, I prefer the ones that are more insulting. I must say, but there we go. Merry Christmas, creature. It's <laughs> <laughs> creature, isn't it? Curious creatures. Yeah, you had me good worried to... after that first line, I must say, but we'll, we'll skim off. Oh, God, um, you've never stopped. Let's bring in Jim. <laughs> uh, Jim, who's an Aberfoyle. What's on your mind tonight, Jim? I'm just wondering, does anybody actually know where this magical number of 500 fans comes from? Why could it not be 10%? Then you could have 6,000 in Parkhead, 5,500 Ibooks, and so forth. Because it just seems like they've picked, as as the man from the nightclub industry had said, they seem to be getting their facts at a Christmas cracker. Well, I, I was supposed to come clean about Something that, that you know we we've asked I think three days in a row, two days in a row certainly to for someone from the government to come on and, and speak to you lot directly to football fans because whether you like us or not, um, there are a lot of you listening and you're all football fans and you all feel very passionately about it. Um, and on both occasions over the last two days, the answer was was no, and they didn't for whatever reason, which is up to them of course. So, um, no judgment from me, but you know we it would have been nice to. To get those answers for a football specific audience Because it's easy to say you know, There are loads of sectors affected And they are And I'm not trying to say football is more important But it means a heck of a lot to a heck of a lot of people And especially that emotional attachment And, and how people feel about going to games So it would have been lovely to get those answers What we'll have to do Jim Is just paraphrase um, what's been he- held elsewhere and, and actually if you're looking for a specific Mark <clears throat> You just have to look at comments made by Scotland's National Clinical Director Jason Leach Who admits that the cap on football fans Is because they have to draw a line somewhere mm, So it's, it's actually that. not really about the 500 um, Don't get me wrong He's appeared many times talking about um, You know, having to think about travel to games It's not about just being in the stadium It's about the travel I think he was speaking to the BBC at some point yesterday You have to draw a line somewhere um, it's difficult to, to choose a number You can either choose zero or 10,000 Or somewhere in between It's a judgement You're trying to keep the, the risk low uh, But the alternative Is to just close them down completely So yes yeah, it's, it's just a judgement It's not a particular health route That takes you to 500 um, I don't believe that like Where the alternative The alternative is to close them down Right away It's 500 Or the alternative is to close them down There has got to be Some logical thinking you know, and taking into consideration the size of the arena, 
to the number that's in there. Five hundred fans. I mean, let's just take Celtic Park. If there's a game at Celtic Park, sixty thousand fans. Yes, travel. There would be a lot of fans travelling to that in their thousands, but also there'll be thousands of fans you would like would make their own way there. You know, in, in walking distance or or driving in their own cars as well. So. To still limit at 500 just makes no sense And it does seem like it's just plucked from nowhere I, th- I, I think that's the biggest disappointment Gordon I think that's why you've got Motherwell manager out today Just saying look where are we getting the number 500 It sounds like they've uh, looked at the situation Plucked a number out there as 500 And we just have to uh, grin and bear it Yes of course you can look at the stadiums Of course you can get social distancing But their argument I'll be against that is actually as Mark said there the travelling the buses undergrounds the trains they're trying to limit that down um, so uh, like like most supporters I'm very disappointed with the 500 I've got to say um, and I think I'm right in saying Hearts for instance Mark are not going to run a ballot I'm just going to quickly read that statement make sure I got it right when I read it earlier so with regards to the Boxing Day game against Ross County the regulations are 500 In the interest of fairness And to ensure the integrity Of a balloting process We've taken the difficult decision Not to run a ballot the, Talks about the logistics um, And the, the timescales given So um, yeah. yeah it looks like they are, They're just going to go Without any Yeah well I, I wonder does we, we heard when Alan Burns yeah. Was on the other night Saying actually It just costs you For yeah. football fans Because let's be honest 500 rubbish right For for the top flight mm-hmm. I should reiterate that You know For, for the top flight you're hardly getting any of your fan base in <laughs> Doesn't do anything for the, the spectacle I mean it's better than none But it doesn't do much for the spectacle And it costs clubs Clubs end up losing money Because they need to open the stadium And costs that, that go into it um, So you can understand you can, the I totally understand that uh, Yeah uh, And then of course you've got the headache Of the ballot itself And the problems that that Throw up as well um, I was just thinking You might have the answer if, if I'm a season ticket holder My full family are season ticket holders And one of them get drawn out the ballot Is that The full family get to go Or is that just you And your ticket So uh, It brings loads of problems But in terms of cost for clubs What is the point Of putting your full costs Into 500 um, I guess it wouldn't be full costs But there would be there oh, would It's be still, costs, still yeah. Quite um, costly Let's hear from Graham Alexander on it He's similar. I think he feels like a lot of football fans do um, At the moment I don't see the, the the sense in that. Just coming up with a number for who, you know, five hundred for us is I don't know what percentage of our crowd and, and our stadium, but five hundred for Celtic is completely different. So the numbers completely. It might be the same number, but it's completely different uh, relevance for each club. So um, I think things like that um, undermine other messages that are evidence based and thought out and. Uh, there's a, an idea behind a decision. I think just throwing a number, just you, know, you have to draw a line. That that for me is just. Um, I, I think it weakens any other argument you come up with. Uh, why you're doing making decisions? So um, yeah, I, 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 you know, I think that's just a decision made on no evidence at all and no uh, understanding of the, the contrast between each club. And um, so, but um, you know, fortunately enough, that decision had nothing to do with me. I mean, particularly for for your team as well, Jim. It would be the one of the main examples of the you know the stark contrast because Rangers are at home on Boxing Day, fifty thousand seats, only five hundred will be full uh, against St Mirren. How, how do you feel about that and, and everything that's gone on in the last week or so? It would make sense if this 
There was a report on BBC tonight that it's 70% less potent than you're 70% less likely to end up in hospital with this variant. So I don't know what all the fuss is about. Yeah, I mean, look, to be fair, I, I don't think anyone's expecting expert virus analysis from Gordon Deal and Mark Wilson or me. For that matter, what I would say is the, the response to that that you hear from the public health officials, you don't have to agree with it, but obviously it's all right saying it's less potent, but if there are much more cases, yeah. then you yeah. might end up balanced out anyway and you might end up with the same uh, number of people. But yeah, it has been a strange year, two years. This is where Clyde One Super Scoreboard goes down. Very unfamiliar territory at times. Um, it's been testing. We thought Especially we had, for us yeah. on a Thursday. We, we thought we had... There was more testing last week Me sitting in that house All that time <laughs> Many tests you done oh, I'm not joking he, he, he phoned me About the tests uh, Yeah I'm, I'm sick of hearing it But no. uh, And he told me You tested negative Which I had tested negative No You need to go up Is this on a test On a lateral flow No 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 That shows how much time This guy had in his hands You need to go up With your torch and your phone <laughs> Right up to the line <laughs> And you need to, to You need to magnify it yeah. Because even though you've tested negative It will still show a faint line So you're still positive uh, I mean talk about the bearer uh, A bad news are you, are you trying to pitch for Jason Leach's job? Oh, <laughs> Can you imagine that? Oh, oh, I feel you and Leachy Oh I feel for double him team. Yeah. And I, I do blame him And I'm glad that tonight uh, Really Our friendship's back on Are you blaming you me? Admitted, yeah you admitted it Yeah oh, no. It was a cockadoo or whatever It was on your arm down in London It's a parakeet oh, A parakeet a right. <laughs> Do you know what's funny about this? Again The, the, the walls just get broken down in here it's to, I want to rewind about a week or so I had a conversation with producer Callum mm. It was difficult times for the show And we're talking about how we navigate through this And I said, you know, I'm going to get the guys on from home at times And what do I say? You know, I need to address the elephant in the room And what do I say about their situation? And, and, and Callum's, you know, well you know, Don't say too much, you know, that that's up to them And, and you know, we, we can just carry on And, and let, it, let things remain private You two come on here, admit everything <laughs> I'm not going to admit I think it was me that gave everybody <laughs> Who got what, who got it from who How many lateral flow tests you had to pass yeah. I must have, I, I was in London um, Right, you know, seriously the before, enough so. you don't have, well, no I don't have to do it, but I'll judge myself no. I'm just, well, I this show on a yeah, Thursday anyway, night, as long as everybody's we don't, out we for don't Christmas, hide, we don't hide anything, Mark. We, uh, exactly, yeah. everything's yeah. out in the open. Yeah, and we're here, and it's nice to have a laugh and, uh, before Christmas as well. Um, <laughs> right, Jim, thank you for your thoughts. Sorry that it's descended into farce as always. Um, I'm going to play some clips of Neil Doncaster, which I think is important stuff. It's interesting to hear. Um, and I, I hear you all out there saying Neil Doncaster's not interesting. Don't don't give me. A, um, so I'll play it and then during the break why not call in and give us your thoughts on on where we go from here because it's been the dominant story all week he says there was an overwhelming view from clubs that the games should be postponed and the winter break be brought forward as we told you last night round about this time he is glad though that they managed to come to a compromise and, and play the Boxing Day fixtures first which again not everyone's happy with that but here's what the top man at the SPFL had to say it wasn't unanimous. Uh, there was a, an overwhelming view from the Cinch Premiership clubs when we met with them on Tuesday evening uh, that there should be a uh, uh, there should be postponements to the, to the games. Uh, there are three festive fixtures, and uh, the overwhelming view at that time was that we should be postponing all three. Uh, we only have two available slots um, prior to the the split in the new year, and when we met with the board uh, last evening. Uh, there was a broad view uh, that uh, Ron Gordon's very helpful compromise suggestion of playing uh, on Boxing Day but postponing the 29th of December 
and the New Year games was was the right approach. So we know that it causes uh, difficulties with further congestion. And, uh, you know, we, we've been clear with the clubs about that, but there was an overwhelming view from the clubs uh, that we should be postponing games. And I think the responsible thing for the board to have done is to listen to that view and to respond to it. And uh, I'm pleased that the compromise that's been put forward is, uh, has been put into effect. So that was Neil Doncaster speaking to Sky Sports, where he also says that games won't be postponed again if restrictions are not lifted by the end of the winter break. He says they have no more free dates in the calendar and matches would need to go on without the crowds so um, yeah interesting to see what that fixture list looks like uh, no there is no further room um, we've used the two available slots um, that, that that exist uh, and that was you know the fundamental reason why uh, although the, the, so many clubs wanted to postpone all three festive games there simply isn't the space in the calendar to do that we had two slots uh, in January and the beginning of February which we've used uh, to um, put the 29th of December and, and New Year games into but there really isn't any further room. Right, what do you lot think then? 01419511025. Pick up the phone, let us know. Hugh Keevan's first Christmas was the first Christmas. Season's greetings from Clyde One Super Scoreboard. Mark Wilson and Gordon DL are here. Before the break, we heard from SPFL Chief Exec Neil Doncaster on the overwhelming view from the clubs about the winter break being brought forward. And talking about the lack of free dates in the calendar going forward If you've any thoughts on what you heard, pick up the phone And we'll get to you, we're about to speak to Mark and Coatbridge quickly though mm. A teaser tonight, and I must admit You two intellectual heavyweights, this is a bit more difficult than I would usually give you On a oh, Thursday night, I'm afraid no, no, no. Uh, Sent in by the crazy pony I really like it though, and I do, I do think we can work our way through it Who are the 11 top Scottish top flight goal scorers since 03-04? If you only include goals This is going to fry your head this oh, question no. Who are the 11 top scorers in the Scottish top flight Since 03, 04 yeah. If you only include goals scored for clubs That are no longer in the top flight Alright, okay, aye. okay. Like, Chris Boyd at Kamarnock Look at that you, I, I don't give you enough credit Top of the list Chris Boyd 88 goals for Kilmarnock They are no longer in the top flight Brilliant aye, I should well know done. not to doubt you Who are the 11 top scorers in the Scottish top flight Since 03-04 If you only include goals Scored for clubs Who are no longer in the Premiership It's always easier when we've got an example Naismith. Chris Boyd Stephen Naismith Yes By the way Billy McKay oh, Honestly mm-hmm. You two are fin- yes. fantastic on your goal Wonderful pony. gentlemen Right on uh, that's three of the 11 So we, we, we might as well leave it there Because you're making easy work of a question That I thought you would struggle with So yeah. there we go um, Right we heard from Neil Doncaster before the break Mark is a Rangers fan Coat Bridge What's on your mind with all that stuff going on Mark? I was just thinking there uh, First of all uh, Good evening to you guys Hi, um, I was just I was just thinking um, I was just looking at uh, Doncaster talking about The, the dates of the old firm And that they've got no more uh, Dates that they can move games into But I'm pretty sure there's a, a, a rule um, where if you've got three or more players called up for international duty, um, FIFA sort of have this rule that you can ask for your game to be pushed back. Now, I know we've sort of touched loosely on on, on it earlier in the programme, I think, about Kyogo and uh, Rogic wouldn't be available maybe for, for Celtic, but as well as the three guys away in the... AFCON with Nigeria if if they get to the latter stages. Mm-hmm. Rangers are potentially also going to be without 
Morelos, Kemar Roof and uh, Scott Arfield because they've all got World Cup qualifiers then as well. That would be six players away in international duty. Surely that must be grounds to then have that fixture pushed back as well. Yeah, it's, it's going to be interesting that, Mark, because a lot, let's be honest, a lot of the, the discussion this week was centred around Rangers fans saying, ah, oh, look at Celtic, they're sort of running scared, they'll have their injured players back by the time this rescheduled game comes around. Then it comes to light last night, people realise that Celtic have actually gone and voted, along with lots of other clubs, for a, a rescheduled game that, that they could see Kyogo and Tom Rogic miss it. And then Mark mentions the African Cup of Nations, and if that is right, the only thing... It's going to be a sort of watch this space. I don't think Morelos is... He's not always in the Columbia no. squad. You know, he has been. He's not always in it. D- does Kamar Roof... I mean, Kamar Roof's been injured. I don't know if he, he goes... Do they get called up anyway? We, we, we just have to wait and see. Mark's right. I mean, if there is obviously a full compliment, if it is six, then yeah, there, there, there will be a discussion, I'm sure, about whether the game... Yeah, there will goes be. Ahead. It's scheduled for the... 2nd of February. February. Yeah, um... You've got to take Neil Doncaster for his word, but he's just come out and said that there will be no other pushbacks and there are, are no other dates in the calendar. <laughs> there are always there, there are always dates in the calendar further down the line yeah. when a push comes to shove. If games have to be postponed because there's two feet of snow, then there will be dates in the calendar further down the line. Yeah, Whether it will be, I think that's an important distinction because it, it should be said, you know, as, as far as I understand it, and, and trying to find out a bit about this. The people And there were lots of them Remember Ten clubs Wanted to do this Knowing that it could lead To fixture congestion They, you know, they knew that It's not like they hadn't Thought about it They feel that, that That it can still be done They feel like Yes If Rangers and Celtic Both go deep into Europe And if all of the clubs In the Scottish top flight All get to the latter stages Of the Scottish Cup And if we have You know yeah. The worst case scenario Yes doesn't look good But, but they feel the 10 clubs who voted for it feel that as it stands, the risk of fixture congestion is not doesn't outweigh the desire to try and have fans back in. That, yeah. That's kind of the, in a nutshell. Again, don't have to agree with that, but you know that's the feeling. And they're right to do it. Roger uh, highlighted Alan Burroughs, highlighted it as well on Tuesday, that it's the right step to take now to get fans in. Further down the line, when it comes... People will have to deal with Now if it comes a time We heard Hans Postacoglu saying that I'll uh, tell you what Why don't I play that okay. clip Because I was, I was going to do that anyway And Mark so expertly <laughs> um, Set it up For us uh, Yeah Hans Postacoglu was asked About that last night About the Tom Rogic thing And, and Kyogo Because they Are scheduled to be away With their international sides I think is it the day before uh, the, Yeah, yeah. Oh, There's a game the, so. the day before, day so before. They would be away um, Ange Postacoglu though um, he says it's it's not something that they'll complain about. Yeah, well, if they get called up, they will. Yeah, yeah so um, yeah, exactly right. So um, you know, there's a lot of violin playing around the place, mate. We're not going to be one of them. There's a lot of violin <laughs> playing about the place, mate. He says Mark in Coatbridge. He doesn't seem too fussed about it at the moment. That, that's fair enough, and I wouldn't break. Honestly, I would. Um, I I think Celtic without Kyogo. Rangers could sacrifice half a dozen players and I wouldn't worry too much about Celtic without Kyle Gove. I was also just wondering though as well, I mean Celtic have, and it's all millions of if buts and maybes, but they've been linked with another two or three Japanese players to be getting signed in January and I don't know if these guys are 
international level, but if they are, they would also immediately yeah. be called up as well. And you could, you could literally have the case where Rangers and Celtic between them could, and I know it's a could, but they could have, you know, eight or ten players yeah. between them on international duty. And as much as we're saying that, you know, these fixtures, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure it is a FIFA rule that teams have to release these players and then it's also a, a, a sort of a given within the, the domestic games that teams can also request in that their games are put off because of international call-ups. I think it's, it's definitely a fair question, Mark. Again, I think it's going to have to be one that we can only solve with time. Uh, Ange Postacoglu says, if they're called up, Mark talks about you know having to be released, but it might well be that there's a relationship there in the Japanese Federation or the Australian or Canadian or Jamaican or whoever it is says... It's okay, right? You, you you guys can stay at home yeah. for for this game, I, and I don't know that. Obviously, it might not be the case. It might be the case that this Omicron variant that everyone's talking about, maybe the the possibility of going and, and travelling. And I know there are elite athlete exemptions and stuff, but it might not be wise. It might be that fixtures are put into doubt or travels put into doubt. It's just very difficult. The world is unpredictable at the moment, so predicting who will or won't be available for our Rangers. Trip to Celtic Park in well over a month's time is yeah. certainly difficult. Ah, it's, it's too hard to predict. I mean, players could be infected with, with Omicron and have to isolate as well. Never mind international duty. And even if even if these players are called up and they have to go away, well, as earlier rightly pointed out, the strength of Rangers squad that's that's going to be put to the test. And Celtic will have to do the same as well. Teams may just have to go on with it. As unfortunate as Because we always want to see The top players from each side Facing up against each other They may just have to face it Without them Yeah I agree I think it's very hard to predict Gordon You've got to And when you look at it The club's voted for us And they know what's ahead They know what's going to happen With the fact that If players get called up You heard the Celtic manager saying Well if they get called up So what They've made the decision now Because they think it's the right decision And then they'll deal with What's further down the line yeah, I mean, obviously they, they didn't all. I think ten of the clubs wanted it. Rangers and Ross County didn't. I mean, remember it, it was an informal vote. That was just to give an indication. The SPFL board decided on this. Mark Wilson. Now that we've got a bit of clarity, at, at what went on. I wonder what you made of it. So let's again. Ten clubs wanted it. Rangers and Ross County didn't. It then went to the SPFL board. Now, from my understanding, most of the clubs who wanted the winter break brought forward. They wanted it brought right forward. They didn't want to play on Boxing Day. They wanted it brought right forward. But the SPFL board, that's Neil Doncaster, Murdoch McLennan, there's another SPFL representative, Rangers, Ross County and Hibs all sit on that. So do Hamilton Ackies and Dunfermline, I think, and then Forfar and Airdrie. Yeah. I think I've got that right on, on the SPFL board as it stands. They then decided, apparently... a. a Suggested by Ron Gordon of Hibs To come up with this so-called compromise So we play on Boxing Day In front of the 500 fans But we still bring the winter break forward It's one less game we need to squeeze in So the the board, those people that we mentioned They saw that as a compromise But now today I feel like all we're hearing is fans And to be honest Representatives from a lot of those 10 clubs saying oh, why, did we, why did we need to play on Boxing Day? Now we're playing in front of 500 fans anyway. I thought this is what you were trying to avoid. Yeah. So the SPFL board saw it as a compromise. I think it is a compromise. The SPFL are in an incredibly tough position as well as every other organisation and, and employment out there trying to deal with this. This, uh, this gives them one less fixture to worry about shoehorning in. Um, 
I do get the arguments the other side that a lot of families travel from far to be with their their loved ones at Christmas time and then probably incorporate the Boxing Day game into that and all those costs have already been paid up front so why not delay the the rule on 500 to midnight and allow the crowds in however you need to draw the line somewhere and I think it's the fairest way we, we get another game in okay 500 fans but it's right to bring the break forward just when this is ripping through the full country it's the safest way for the players and but who was it said earlier the players safety is paramount was it Jim Goodwin that says that the players safety is paramount and they have to be protected at all costs that's the best way of doing it it's a great point Mark and it's got us all thinking got us trying to predict the future thank you uh, for getting in touch any more on this teaser quickly you two yeah I'm going to throw one in Doolan yes oh aye good one 52 aye. Partick Thistle goals yeah uh, do, 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 do. Do, 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 do. Shankman no I just threw that in <laughs> take it back it how, how would that work I, uh, no it didn't work I just, it, it, it I doesn't just, even tick like any of these boxes I was, really, does I was trying to buy him some time <laughs> Craig Brewster no Dunfermline no nah. alright let's take another call Nisbet. from Dunfermline mm, no no you're missing the point no 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 no. no, no, no you're I, missing I'm the point I'm doing another road here but you started so well <laughs> I know I know but I've, I've veered off the motorway they have to I'm, have scored I'm on a B road now they've scored goals in the top flight but for a club who's no longer in the top flight Lee yeah. Miller no there'll be a Falkirk one Falkirk there. has got to be a Falkirk one in yeah. there yeah, there's a Falkirk one in there. There isn't, and don't waste your time. No, there's, there's no, no Falkirk one in there. <laughs> you're kind of on the right track already with the clubs that you're mentioning. Right, I'll leave it there. Let's bring in Colin in Mary Hill, who's a Rangers fan. What is on your mind, Colin? Uh, Alright, boys, how are you doing? Um, good, thanks, good. I'm doing a bit of a Gordon DL here. Oh. I'm calling you to the bar. <laughs> Stop it <laughs> <laughs> This is the oh, first throw I've never I thought we'd had everything right Because <laughs> remember the guy phoned oh. from the sunbed A few months That's ago right, yeah. um, right. I don't know if we've ever had a bath before Well see when he said I'm doing a Gordon here I thought he was having a terrific night But you're just <laughs> in, the, you're in the bath right, but Let's move on for well, that We'll, we'll um, see you all the night <laughs> <laughs> So Colin do you go do you go all out like him? Because he he's, he leaves no stone unturned. He's got the full bubble bath and all yeah. that. Are you that well, type of guy? Or? Yeah, you've, you've got to have the bubbles, the shampoo. Oh, the that's it, Colin. Oh my goodness, Colin! But right, if you drop your phone and we hear the <laughs> if we hear the bubble, and I'll, I'll I'll just cut you off. But what's your point? And hopefully we get through it. Um, so I'm a, I'm a Rangers fan, and I can understand wanting to go up against an understrength Celtic team. Because I think a lot of people are making a lot of the old no fans in the stadium. I don't think we wanted to play Celtic because of no fans. I mean, we beat Celtic in front of our fans the last time they had us in their stadium. But we're missing Allegan, Hollander, Davis, Jack, Ruth. I think we've got a bigger injury crisis than them. But we're still doing it. Mm. Yeah so I'm just trying to figure out So you actually think that Although everyone's been saying And to be honest Mostly I think on the on the show anyway It's been mostly Rangers fans Who've phoned in and said This might benefit Celtic This is terrible They might have their players back You actually think it could benefit Rangers Every bit as much Absolutely Yeah and do you know what I think that's important mm. To acknowledge This is where 
Whether you think what took place was right or wrong, we did. We we have to be honest. We got lost in the Celtic usual Rangers. Celtic Rangers stuff, and people were saying, and people. I mean, we had calls on earlier in the week saying, I mean, what if Celtic sign new players? Surely they shouldn't be allowed to play. But what if Rangers sign new players? Yeah. What if Giovanni Van Bronckhorst signs three Dutch wonder kids in January and they can now play? Colin is right. I think it's the first time we've heard it, so it's a bit refreshing from a Rangers fan. Jack might be back Davis might be back Hollander might be back Ruth might be back Rangers might be a lot stronger And although you're talking about In theory Celtic's injuries clearing up What if Kyogo does go On international break What if Kyogo Has a positive Covid test What if Kyogo Gets injured in training The day before the game And Joe Hart is suspended We, we cannot We can't Allow big decisions Like what we do With the future of Of, of the game to be reduced to that stuff No I totally agree with you But that's the way it's going to be Gordon Of course it is We've heard it since the decision was made I think the most important thing That the clubs want back Is forget about the players And who's going international Is supporters um, And they're trying to buy themselves some time Which might not work And that's the no, obvious of That's course, the, the obvious uh, counter we, argument but, what, but we don't know what's down the line With supporters We don't know what's down the line With players Internationals Fixtures Whatever it may be They've decided to make that decision And we've decided to go with it And then we just need to hope And see what happens further down the line You're always going to have it At this moment in time Would Rangers prefer to pl- probably play Celtic next week? Of course they would You know, and f- and whether it be 50,000 or a closed door game Whatever it may be Because of the injury list that Celtic have got Waiting for new signings coming in but you said it there, you could have injuries to Rangers players by the time it come round, you could have injuries to Celtic players again. We never know until it happens, but we can't decide that. We've decided the break's brought forward, we have to go with it. What we do now know, Colin, though, is that we'll get to Christmas Day with a six-point gap at the top. Is that How significant is that for you? Um. Uh, you've got to take one game at a time. You'll never, uh, oh, come on, Colin. That's for boring football managers and players. We rise above that stuff. Last season, I was still worried we would lose six games in a row. <laughs> <laughs> it just depends what type of football fan you are, doesn't it? You mm. get the doomsday scenario or, or people that have got it written off and, and won already. So, uh, Colin, mm. enjoy the bath. Gordon says if it gets a bit cold, he just usually uses yeah. his big toe, toe. to, to yeah. turn the hot tap on, all right? I'm right now. <laughs> That's <laughs> <laughs> the first time we've ever had a call from the bath Colin in Maryhill Thank you 01419511025 Very quickly Who are the 11 top scorers in the Scottish top flight Since 0304? If you only include goals scored for clubs No longer in the top flight That might sound confusing but it's not Look at Chris Boyd yeah, C- Billy Mackay Inverness Chris Doolan Partick Thistle Stephen Naismith Any more? Boyce Four Ross County Are they no oh, longer in the top aye, flight? Aye, aye, I've misunderstood <laughs> the question there You're in the same road as me you too much credit. How did you manage to get <laughs> Get the gist of it then lose it though? It's usually oh, the other way around Yeah, we've sort Jesus. of went down the wrong avenue here Because we're struggling that's I told you, you're already on the right track So can you Connor think Connor Salmon Yes, thank there you There we go oh, Back yeah. <laughs> Any more? Um so you're looking at Kilmarnock, Partick Thistle, Aye. Inverness, the ones you've already Yes, even Brophy. Brophy. Yeah, right, yeah. what have you got? I've one, done. two, three, four, five to get. Big uh, we big Woody will... w- oh, Free Toy Story. Brian, Brian Graham. Graham. No, oh. Forget him. Uh, right, we'll be back with the rest of the answers after. I tell you about something much more important than these two making a fool of themselves. <laughs> 
Cash for Kids Mission Christmas Now for the past few weeks we've been asking you for your donations to our Cash for Kids Mission Christmas appeal and I say it every night because it's so important what we're trying to do is just make a difference to as many families as we, we can who are living in poverty across the west of Scotland and make Christmas Day different I'm not talking about pushing the boat out just something so that these families can feel like they're having you know, a, a nicer day a nicer day than normal and thanks to you in the last six weeks we've raised a massive a massive amount £1,055,461 incredible that's going to help over 27,000 children it's a truly phenomenal result we're honestly in here we're all blown away by it we can't thank you enough for your generosity whether you made a donation or did some festive fundraising thank you so much it's been a tough couple of years for many but this Christmas you should be really proud of the difference that you've made so from all of us at Clyde One Super Scoreboard Cash for Kids and most importantly from the families who've received support a huge thank you that was Cash for Kids Mission Christmas with J&D Pierce Structural Steelwork Fabrication and Construction Talking baubles all year long Merry Christmas from Clyde One Super Scoreboard Into the final parts of tonight's Clyde One Super Scoreboard with the two wise men, DL and Wilson. Keep your calls coming. You can tweet us as well. We just had a call from the bath. So, I mean, if you want to try and raise it in the the, the random stakes, then... Disappointed we didn't get a bath pick from him. Tweeted in. That would have been good. Yeah. Speak for yourself. Um, no thanks. You're disappointed with that. Uh. See, that maybe didn't come across. No, nah. I, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, by listening each to their own, if, if that is the sort of thing you're I'm sure we can arrange that for you. I'm not judging, but um, not for me, okay. I must say. Uh, tonight's teaser <laughs> <laughs> Who are the 11 top Scottish, t- who are the 11 top flight scorers? I'm making a mess of this I'm thinking yeah. about this guy in the oh, bath, the guy in the bath. <laughs> <laughs> I threw him off <laughs> Who are the 11 top scorers In the Scottish top flight Since 03-04 If you only include goals Scored for clubs No longer In the Premiership So you're kind of looking for guys mm. That scored a lot For Kelly Or Inverness Or Partick Thistle And the likes You've got Chris Boyd Billy Mackay Chris Doolan Eamon Brophy Connor Salmon Stephen Naismith So you've got five to well, get We've got one each I'll go Dougie Emery The new Morton manager. Well done Inverness and Hamilton For him yeah. Mark uh, Craig Dargle Yes Inverness and Kelly, Kelly. Yep. Yeah. yep Craig Dargle Well done So that means you've only got Is it three to get One is Kelly One is Inverness Two are Kelly in fact And one Kelly? is Inverness Yeah Two are Kelly And one's Inverness uh, I did oh. say Brewster didn't I I, I like Brewster this tweet Inverness I like and... this tweet from Jonathan Brooks He sent me a, a tweet He says I reckon next Thursday DL and Wilson End of year quiz night Should come oh, back yes. For one no. last time I, hate oh, yeah. I like the quiz Well think oh, Hold on right Think about it To be fair This show Has got its own challenges We don't have any football To talk about In the next couple of weeks Oh aye Entertainment show We'll get the quiz Next Thursday uh-huh. Is the what The 30th I don't know I lose all track of days Between Christmas yeah. and we New Year sh- We should have been Looking back On a full fixture card The previous night And building up to a certain big weekend of derbies And we're not going to have that So <laughs> we might as well do a quiz Bring a board game What else are we going to speak about? Bring Monopoly oh, We'll find something to speak about Without a quiz Get a quiz a, Get a, a lot, quiz going go there's, on. there's a lot happens With me and Wilson between It's like I had a nice exchange um, With a gentleman on Twitter The other night Who sent me a message And said ah, I can tell you're desperate For this winter break To get brought forward And I 
If you had to realise What I'm about to face For a couple of weeks <laughs> With no football to talk, Believe me What are you going to talk about? I was more than happy To crack on It's just clearly The clubs weren't The consensus was out there A lot of fans didn't mm. want it But believe me This could be Challenging Testing. But do you know what? We've done it before For longer than this It brought everyone together And we'll do it again That's my what, Positive what outlook What did we talk about On lockdown no When we were in? Like DVD box sets and board I, games and books and I was on last night. I didn't know what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> yeah, maybe not, we should. Not maybe, unusual. Maybe we should oh, do no, that. why is it always a Thursday? Bring bring the quiz. Yeah. Um, do you know what? Actually, do you know what we got one of which I really <gasps> appreciated. We got a Christmas card. Can we I take that home? A Christmas card. You can. It says to everyone at Super Scoreboard, Merry Christmas, uh, and it's from Kevin. He's a Hearts and a Scotland fan And he wants to send it from everyone At the Abbey Court housing complex And I thought that was lovely That That's Kevin very nice, yeah. Yeah, gone well to the effort It's actually a pretty nice card as well mm. And he's sent it in do you, want, do you want it? Do you want to put it in your house? Yeah, yeah. I'll take that Because I've only got two so Looks I'll, it's And it's quite card. a big one That'll fill, that'll fill my make table you, up Make you look popular Yeah Well thanks a lot Thank Kevin, you, Kevin. I, I do appreciate well, that Kev. That was very nice of you And to everyone there Hope you have a lovely Christmas um, Let's hear from Sean Maloney For the first time post-match as a Hibs manager A winning Hibs manager They got a 1-0 victory Against Aberdeen last night At Easter Road He says he's extremely proud Of the efforts the players put in uh, They showed their worth At both ends of the pitch No, very proud um, Of the players really Because they To play the way they did In the first half After two sessions uh, And show the bravery To play like that I was super proud Yeah uh, And then kind of the opposite You flip it in the second half And the way they defended the last 15 minutes was uh, incredible, considering what they did in the cup final. So, um, no, really, really pleased for the players. Yeah, they were incredible, really, uh, when you consider what they did put in. Um, so, uh, no, they did. I think that was part of the reason why maybe the game started to go the way it was. Uh, we, we couldn't really get as much pressure on the ball higher up like we did in the first half. Um, Aberdeen have to take credit for that as well. I thought the second half they were, they were good. Um, but yeah, no, for that last 15, 20 minutes to defend like that, uh, the way they did, I was I was super proud, yeah. Every manager wants to get off to that winning start, Mark, particularly against a team that should and, well, are, you know, be, be in and round about you. Yeah, um, great one for Sean, delighted for him. Um, like you said, every manager wants to hit the ground running, get the fans on side right away. And it was a big game for Hibs last night, especially off the back of the cup final, Sean mentions there, and the effort that went into that and that can sometimes take its toll um, but it was great it was great that the fans were there first and foremost actually and to see the new manager paraded i seen him giving the crowd a wave and he got the result to back it up well, he's going to have challenges along the way um, and shaping that squad into what he wants you know taking that away from Jack Ross's style and into the shape that he wants but it's a brilliant start three points is what was required last night against a, a tough opposition they got it yeah, good start. Um, especially at home, big crowd there, expecting different things, different style of management, different style of play. Hibs need needed a bit of freshness in there, especially after the disappointment of the the weekend, the League Cup final. So um, off and running, good start. It'll be interesting to see what he brings to Hibs and Easter Road. Very few games go by. It feels like for Hibs at the moment without Ryan Porteous getting a mention. He gets the only goal of the game last night, and yeah. the, the winning goal. So credit to him for that. Mm-hmm. First of yeah, all, yeah, yeah. Um, Attack to ball Like you expect from him You know Shows real aggression um, In both boxes And last night It was the better side Of the aggression Attacking the ball And it was a good goal To get the winner However He's never far From controversy And uh, Within the game There's another flashpoint And you just wonder When he's going to 
learn his lesson. I I like aggression and and centre halves and defenders and and playing with that passion. But there's a line, and he's quite often on that line. I think he was lucky last night For those who have not seen it It's an incident involving Christian Ramirez Gordon And mm. such is the way I, I, I don't know how you feel about these things But Christian Ramirez has put a video of it On Twitter And he says Seems unintentional With some emojis to follow And that's now been seen 78,000 times So he's the guy that <laughs> Is alleging that he got kicked by Ryan Porteous We've seen the video Verdict? Um, a bit naughty Gordon um, I agree with Mark I think that the lad scores a, a very good goal last night with his header from the, the, the corner kick. He goes and attacks it. He's got that in his locker. He's also got the other side of the silliness, the getting caught up in things that he should never get caught up in. I don't think he's as good a player as he thinks he is just now. I think he's got very good ability. But I think he's still a long way to go. And hopefully the new manager who's worked with bet, bigger and better players than he'll ever be, Gives him a bit of advice The Sort of Retrospective punishment system Mark We've not heard anywhere near as much of it Which I think By and large Is, is for the best You know The, yeah. the com- new compliance officer Doesn't want to get involved Quite as much And and certainly when it comes to tackles And things We, we mentioned Callum Butcher on David Turnbull It's meant to be things That really make you You know Shocked um, Whether this is something That would perhaps be considered I'd be surprised I I, I do think he's lucky And seen the video I mean, and Bear in mind though, The up. system's changed now So it doesn't matter Whether the ref saw that or not If yeah. the compliance officer Wants to take a look at that With regards to A violent conduct Or whatever Then he, he, can, he can do He can But I, I think the butcher one Was you know so on your face And obvious That action had to be taken I guess that one Is a, a wee bit different uh, I'd be surprised If it's flagged But on the night He's definitely lucky um, it, To escape it Is it different for you? No I mean no. I, I think that's a, I think he should get punished for that Gordon it's silly it's just it's and it, listen she's a footballer I know uh, social media is everything now but to put that out there so you, you don't know, like that from Ramirez either I don't like that no okay um You've put up worse videos, I'm sure. Let's round off the teaser. What have you got for me? Uh, oh, Danny Invincible. Yes. No way. Oh, he's having some last from the past. Oh, oh, what a night I've had. He, he is having some night. Danny yes. Invincible. Yeah. A more uh, obvious Kilmarnock one. Obvious. He also played for Hibs, but he's obviously the Kilmarnock part of the question. Uh, uh, Colin Nish. Yes Yes Well done Great rhyming <laughs> slang as well Name And the last one Is for Inverness Not an out and out goal scorer But a great set piece taker That's probably how he racked up 20 seconds. No The other one Figures Devlin Who's Devlin? I don't know I'm just Don't know No Put you out your misery yeah. First name Greg Tanji Yes Oh well done Dan <laughs> Well done Good oh, guess Well done thank you We are still here tomorrow Hugh Evans and Kenny Miller Will keep you company From 6 o'clock And I'm looking forward to it So make sure you join us then In the meantime You might as well stay right there Callum Gallagher's up next to you two Wise men want to wish everyone A Merry Christmas They won't hear from you again Yeah Everybody have a lovely time Merry Christmas <laughs> From Gordon Gale oh. On Super Scoreboard so Merry Christmas I know That was rubbish <laughs> Good night See you at 6 tomorrow Callum's up next <laughs>